Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster my and welcome to Spotlight, where tonight we'll be talking to scientist and animator Max Tate, who's bringing the periodic table to the masses with his fun and quirky videos which you can find on YouTube. He'll be telling us all about the processes and techniques behind his work. Now tonight on Spotlight, arts and science meet as we find out more about local scientist and animator Max Tate's illustrated videos. But Max, I get the feeling that you might not refer to yourself as an illustrator or animator yourself because your background is in science, isn't it? My formal training was um, was in chemistry, so I don't actually have any proper, um, like, I didn't go to art school or like or do stuff. So like, there's bits of like, there's bits of wonkiness in like <laughs> the way that I make my cartoons. Um, so it's uh, it's fairly amateurish in a little bit. Like I look back on my earlier episodes and there's definitely mistakes that I wouldn't have made uh, knowing what I know now. But then I just learning through experience is like kind of how I forced myself to kind of you know make uh, make better content really. So yeah, but I suppose um, like being self-taught and you only started this what uh, was it the second lockdown just after Christmas maybe uh, you started publishing yes. this. Yeah. So it's in a way like you've you've produced um, you've produced a number of videos now, but it's still really quite early days, especially if you're going to be covering the whole of the periodic table. There's a yes. long way to go yet. Yes, there's because uh, I'm working on um, episode ten, which is neon, and that's so just under one tenth of the uh, like of the table done and then when I I'm hoping to go to back to university to do my masters in um, in computational chemistry in September uh, then obviously once studying gets into it I, I, it might take a bit longer to do episodes so I'm I'm trying not to think too much about uh, how how long it might take to get through the entire but but I, but I do want to you know get through the entire thing which is fine so but you're taking it one episode at a time. Just, uh, yes, uh, yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> so. And I suppose, like, you're talking about how you might have to balance it with, you know, you'll have other other focuses um, when you start your master's programme. But I, I imagine the timing of this project's beginnings in lockdown, was this something that kind of you needed? I think a lot of us turned to new uh, projects and hobbies and activities yeah. because we really needed something to focus on. Oh, oh geez, definitely. Yeah, I had um, so about the time when I started Tate Facts, um, it, it actually sprung up. Um, I mean, when I said like the animating started in the second lockdown, it was actually the the final product of in so March twenty twenty. You know, when like the entire world shut down. I, I my original plan was to go to Japan to teach English like that I had you know everything set up um like as like a job offer that that was what I was going to do and when that was like the rug was pulled under me a little bit so I, I had to like think of ways to do and my original idea was I'm going to write a book I'm going to do a book on the like you know episode, element one hydrogen then helium etc etc et um and I, I took a few months and I finished it I got like you know 55 60 thousand words in a rough draft and I looked back in November and it was awful. It was absolutely like I look back, I, I never I was in talks with one small publisher um, up in Manchester who I think they just kind of like almost uh threw me a little bone because they were a very small publishing house. Um wasn't like Fabron Fabron or anything like that. But it was looking back at how like there were loads of embarrassing errors and there's loads of like it wasn't very funny and way too short and sections so like I, i'll use my old manuscript as templates for tafax episode but like it, it basically has to be 
especially for the new episodes like completely rewritten almost so it's but but absolutely like um in terms of just keeping me busy like i i honestly don't know what i would have done if i hadn't had something just to kind of do especially because i was i was unemployed um at the time that well <laughs> i mean it's a bit of like a running theme you know like to uh you know to have a lot of time on your hands just find a way to keep busy so um yeah but i'm, I'm glad that i kind of had it to just whittle away at um instead of going nuts in uh in lockdown yeah but, yeah i think many of us will be able to relate to that but yeah. um <laughs> it's so it's so reassuring to hear you talking about um failures or well what you might feel are failures um oh no ab- absolutely it was, it was like... a failure <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah, like but... like looking back I mean geez if, if I'd have stuck on my guns and got that as a novel I, I, I don't think it wouldn't have gotten like a tenth of like as many people looking into it and it just wouldn't like as like a medium I think cartoons are much better so so no yeah like I, I stand by my guns it's like yeah it was a glorious uh terrible terrible book but I'd, I'd like to think the cartoons are, are, are better um better now so yeah, well, I, I agree. I mean, I've never seen the book, but um, I've watched some of the cartoons. It's punchy. It's pacey. I have not looked at a periodic table since I was about 15. So I am completely... Be- it's it's beyond me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and yet... I found I really enjoyed them. Like, I don't... Well, I, thank you. Well, it's, it's, it's such a... I think, I think you just hit it exactly right and it's just so interesting mm. to hear this process where you thought you're going to write a book and yet that has kind of it's it's been part of your learning process it's been part of the mm. part of your research almost part of your experimentation before yeah. you got to your 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 finished product and, and what you're working on now yeah yeah absolutely i mean in terms of like uh the, the vibe i was trying to hit with take facts because i know that like a lot of my audience I mean really um like I, I was originally aiming for like maybe teenagers or young adults to kind of and, that, and that's roughly stayed the same for like the kind of people I, i'd try and interest um with this kind of project but i know that like chemistry specifically i know that with uh like even with subjects like physics um you can do like oh there's like planets in space and uh or quantum physics where like there's a lot of like not not media attention, but it's more it's it's easier for like a pop science approach. Whereas with chemistry, re- really, I mean, it, the, the the discussion kind of ends at like, oh, you can you know do like Walter White and you know like make crystal meth like that that, that kind of stuff. Well, like that that, that like that's that's the level. But like trying to get into like the nuts and bolts of like what an element actually is, or you know what its chemistry is actually like. Like for a lot of people, parts of their brains just switch off. And you have to be so so careful. Like I'm still like quite conscious of it now, actually, about trying not to like drown uh, the people that watch my videos in just technical jargon, cause, or like especially with maths in particular. I think that's another quite tricky one. But uh, hopefully, uh, I'm skirting the line okay-ish. But it's yeah. yeah. Well, I think it. I think it addresses. Well, it, it does. It addresses three different ways of learning, really, doesn't it? You've mm. got the the audio, the voiceover. You've got the illustrations, which um, show you what you're learning about. But then mm. also, you've got writing. You've got um, annotations. You've got notes in the mm. in the episode description and things like that. Because my memories of, of chemistry class, and I hope it's changed a lot. But I'm, yeah. you know, we're talking we're, we're talking a while ago now. Mm. Um, my memories of chemistry class were lectures, mm. um, the teacher writing something out on the board. And if you didn't understand in a huge classrooms, you didn't want to put your hand up. You didn't want to, you know, it was and it was it only worked for people who learned in a particular way. I think it's so exciting to see new ways that people can absorb information, because for me, mm. like and I, I don't know how other people who watch it will feel, but I just 
I connect with it so much better because it's it, well. It, I think this this is probably this is probably the best way that I learn with visuals and audio and writing. I can take notes, but I can absorb it. You, you absorb it in different ways, and I think it's so effective. And it, also, I think with the periodic table being the the subject that you're dealing with, you I've felt I've only watched a few episodes, and yet I felt like I was starting to just click a few, join a few dots in my yeah. head about the fundamentals of chemistry because yes. I think. Yeah, like you talk about the planets, they're flashy, they're shiny. Um, you know, Professor Brian Cox makes them kind of cool and everything. Um, I suppose when you're faced with a periodic table, it can be a little bit overwhelming. There's that, a lot of elements. Yeah, because the, the, the sad thing is, because chemistry is is an ex- extremely uh, at, at the sound at, at the risk of uh, like just people rolling their eyes a little bit. It, it's an incredibly elegant subject in areas. I mean, the, the fact that you can uh, let, let, let's say like take a lump of coal and like a, a diamond and say yeah that's the same thing we can prove it like you know like we've, we've physically uh like the way the chemistry can be explained there's about you know 10 million different ways but most people tend to rely on on the old the old favorites which for most people as, as it was for me as well was just whiteboards maybe like 10 15 minutes of practicals um a few people nicking magnesium strips to <laughs> <laughs> try and blind people but like it's yeah i i'd like to think the, the the way that i personally learn as well it's interesting to see like the parallels there is about um like by what's the word like interlacing it with comedy it kind of like you can almost like stealth teach people like they'll kind of like if they're laughing and they're going like oh that's kind of funny then like little bits if like if you can get like one little thing about let's say in one of my episodes on lithium um about um lithium ion batteries like the actual technical process behind how lithium-ion battery works is quite complicated electrochemistry so you need to know quite a lot about uh like lithium ions about cobalt complexes yada 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 and then if you explain that in a textbook format it would like you could do it but it would it would involve quite a lot of maths you'd like you'd have to have a pretty solid understanding of the basics but um what the approach that I took was more like a, a sort of like practical explanation of like uh like you know how it worked with like um with animations and a fairly light coverage where like obviously it w- wouldn't be a substitute for like a, let's say a university course because like that, that's not the vibe i'm trying to pit at all but it was enough where i've actually had people kind of like say oh yeah like i'm charging my phone up more because one of the points that i discovered was like as part of my research is you're actually encouraged if you have a smartphone um don't let it drain to zero because if you do uh what will then happen is that like ions in your battery will permanently react with material in uh, one of the terminals um which like long story short will lead to a shorter battery life over time so it's much better to leave your phones at like 30 to 40 percent and then charge them to make sure that like the battery stays on long and like just like a little practical fact like that like in what was a fairly light and airy you know discussion about oh here's uh some silly things about phones ha 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 like I, I've, I've snuck in one little bit of chemistry and i'm like yes i can get like <laughs> yes someone learned something about electrochemistry hooray spotlight brought to you by the isle of man arts council you are indeed listening to spotlight and in the studio with me this week is scientist and animator max tate and if you can't stay with us for the whole of this evening's programme, it's very easy to catch up. Just head to the Manx Radio website where you can listen on demand or download the whole programme and more. There's extra material in there this week as a podcast.
Now, Max, I suppose the thing about your videos is they are so engaging. They are funny. They are light. As you say, they address um, some of the basics like me. No idea about chemistry whatsoever. And I felt comfortable watching them. I felt like it it felt relevant to me. It felt like it was, was for me. Even yeah, even though I've no like link to the chemistry world at all. Um you're I think a lot of that, I mean it's the pace, it's the delivery, but the illustrations I think change it all for me. Um tell us tell us how you first got into illustrating, because um I suppose yeah, for us here on Spotlight, it's lovely to see creativity facilitating learning and development and education mm. in in other subjects sure yeah um so well for drawing the the ironic thing is when i was a kid i never pictured myself going um into chemistry i like i wanted um like like drawing in terms of like natural talent was more what i gravitated towards like i would always um like doodle in my, my textbooks at school uh usually uh to the <laughs> great disapproval of teachers that i'm ever doing but like because i was like I learn by just just kind of like occasionally I tune out and just like just doodle a little bit like my, my style is my my grasp of let's say like fundamentals such as uh, like 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 photorealistic drawings or like maybe maybe some like the fine tune a bit I'm, I'm a little bit shaky but like with expressiveness or with like um, drawing like stupid expressions that's like one uh, thing that my art friends have like ripped me about as like one of my hallmarks is like drawing like wrinkly mouths on like loads of my characters just because like if only just because I'm kind of like a, like a chortling to myself and like cause it just looks so stupid but I'm like yeah I'll just, just like add a few more wrinkles and it'll it'll look better in my head um but it, it, in terms of like actually using that to teach chemistry I kind of when I went to university um what you do is you streamline yourself a little bit say okay I'm only going to do science I'm only going to concentrate on this and I kind of let the creative side of me which like i I did as a hobby a little bit in school because you kind of can a bit but never seriously like you know certainly wouldn't have um like done like a creative subject at uni or anything like that like i I always knew like academically science is what i gravitated towards but while i was at uni i let that kind of um not not wither a little bit but i I regret not doing more creative stuff at uni and then when i got back into drawing um after i graduated and just had more time on my hands and could just like just uh like play around with it a little bit it was nice actually um to kind of you know get back into the swing of things um and obviously like in the period that i've since started drawing every day like even looking back at like six months worth of progress there's like little subtle things about like oh that that pen's a bit too blobby i wouldn't use that or oh we'll add more backgrounds like make the images pop a little bit more or like you know very uh like non-academic like i i i um ironically it's a very um almost like fast and loose approach to art whereas like you know like with chemistry you know like i had like as basically as like a classical and like traditional an approach to kind of you know gcc's a levels degree and now masters with art it's like i, I don't know <laughs> honestly i'm like if i could do like my art education is absolutely all over the place i literally like I, i'd be good in some bits like for like faces or like but even like basic bits like uh let's say draw like an action pose or draw like an odd perspective and stuff and then i'll just burst into tears because i like 
my I can I can do it, but very very wonkily. So I totally understand, and I think uh, that makes a really good point about our education because um, when we when we think of people studying creative subjects at a higher level, it can sometimes you know be thought of as oh well maybe they're just not good at anything else kind of thing. And yet, what you've just described is art theory, design theory. It's um it's the it's the academic side of of visual arts, oh, um yeah. which is just brilliant to touch upon. But also, I must say that something really exciting is that people who haven't gone through traditional art training and who haven't um you know studied or um or achieved qualifications or anything in those areas um can bring something so fresh to the table it i think sometimes we you know those people who have gone through an arts education have to be so careful not to fall into the classic traps or patterns or um or methods it's always really exciting to see someone come at it from a completely new angle so um so yeah good on you i think it's a wonderful thing um and in terms of you were describing kind of doodling and you kept a little bit of sort of drawing and arts up while you're at university what are your tools like do you use pens you've described pens and blobby pens and finding the blobby pens and things but um your your illustrations on the videos don't look like they've been drawn in pen. Like, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you no, do it. No, yeah. So, so the funny thing is, um, so I draw. Um, I've I've actually very very recently changed up um, the, the tools I use. So, when, for my first episode on hydrogen, I used a uh, this this like pretty uh, scabby drawing tablet I've had for literally. I think I, I worked it out the other day. It was eight years. Mm-hmm. It's one of like, the proper like old school like no screen, uh, just like attached to my laptop, um, and then. Um, as I was saying with like with audio stuff, um, I had like a a mic with a sock for a popping filter on as like, like and that that was all I had. And looking back, yeah, like there was a lot of like amateur mistakes, you know, like there's like the the audio levels were a bit wonky. Some of like the stills were just like looked a bit sketchy and rough. Um, but now, so like I've just as I got better and I was, I was a bit more confident, thought okay, I, I can start getting some proper equipment for this. I you know ha- now have an actual mic, hooray! Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like the actual uh, pens things, so I was like um, like you know with like nice thick lines on my drawing program, which I use Clip Studio Paint. Um, so I'll, I'll literally like I'll draw each frame manually, just like from some rough sketches, and then just like I, what I used to do was load it into Windows Movie Maker, like you know, like the default um, software package, and it was awful. Never <laughs> don't don't do what I did. <laughs> literally, I, I'm embarrassed by how long. Cause what I would literally do, um, if you see like the, the intro of Tape Facts, where it's like the you've got like bo- I think it's called like boiling letters, where like you know they kind of like wiggle a little bit to like look lively and like every two frames you'll swap out like a, you'll draw for the same frame and make them look a bit more alive what i used to do is i would get those two frames like you can't like the copy paste function in movie maker is super awkward you can't just like select loads of frames and copy paste them you have to go in frame by frame frame by frame frame by frame frame by frame. I don't, like what should have taken like five seconds talk about like it's it's too long <laughs> and it was just like that was, how, well, that was what I used to do because I didn't know how to use anything else so I taught myself um, very basic bit in Ableton um, for sound engineering uh, the, the stuff I use now for editing is DaVinci Pro which is very very good free editing software and that's like much better but what I was saying about art tools is that very very recently um, to the Alaman Arts Council very very generously gave me some money towards a, a, a screen graphics tablet so now I can actually like see what I'm doing when I'm drawing, which is so nice. <laughs> it's just like it's nothing like completely changes how I work. I mean, even like I was actually 
struggling a little bit with like my shoulder and back pain actually because literally I'm, I'm spending like um you know eight nine hours a day just hunched over my laptop you know trying to make things and it's just like um wasn't good but now um i'm actually like it's not like professional professional setup you know like it is literally just still me like you know there's no one else really working on um so sometimes i'll collaborate with um like other max creatives to do like the occasional like bit of dialogue or check something on the script but like for most of the episodes it's just me um which for better or worse <laughs> so but no it, it's it's nice to like learn um, a few new skills in a way because it's, it, it's a bit tricky to like just teach yourself like how to use um like let's say stuff like uh like the, the art package that i had clip studio paint um because obviously i had like i knew like for drawing and bio and stuff like that but like actually properly committing to okay i'm gonna make an animation and it's gonna be three or four hundred frames long and i've got to draw all of them which when i was starting out it's just it's <laughs> yeah it's a bit long but either way um hopefully it, it shows through <laughs> So. Absolutely, and I think it, you really jumped in at the deep end there, like to oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of commit yourself to creating these. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, yeah, good you... on you. It's brave. It's brave <laughs> because I think so often the yeah. scariest part about um, about art or creativity or anything is the starting. Is the kind of where do I begin and feeling like you oh, finding your voice and using it. I think is the key thing. The, the funny thing is, I was going to say about like withdrawing frames. Um, so each a standard episode of Tate Facts will probably be. A about like six to eight minutes long about some of them are like you know uh, closer to the border than others but one episode will usually take about three to four hundred frames of animation which takes ages but one thing i've gained just by just by doing this because i have no animation history really i mean if you can call i i i i get a bit weird when i th- when i call them animations because really i mean it's just like they're basically fancy powerpoint really i mean there's like you know one frame every like maybe like a half a second or one second or so long but looking back at like quote unquote proper animation from let's say uh, like golden era Disney or you know like let's say old sort like, of analog like, yeah. like, like, like Looney yeah. Tunes stuff, it looks yeah. back and I think this is magic. This is actually this is sorcery. I can't do this. It's like yeah. I mean, obviously you know they had more people and they had like professional artists, but it's just like drawing something and making it look alive and vibrant and like nice, and then just doing that for like 24 frames a second and making it look like alive and just it's just absolutely like it, it, it it's a dark art like, I, I certainly can't do it like i can do i can do little bits but like actually working on like a proper animated film would just be it gives you such like a respect for the craft because i i just don't like understand how these people do it yeah. <laughs> It's exciting to think how how many more you stand to make. I can't believe how many frames go into each mm. each episode. That's really quite incredible. Are there any techniques or methods or approaches that you're looking to experiment with? You've talked about how far you've come since that first episode. Yes. And I think we can all relate to that when we started out on something uh, and it yeah. kind of evolves. I think we've all been there. Mm. Where would you like it to evolve in the future? Where would you like to, um. to take this? Honestly, I mean, like, well, the way I'm doing it at the minute, uh, I, I can't imagine the format will change, like, dramatically, you know, like, I'm, I'm not gonna uh, be saying, oh, like, you know, episode uh, 96 will be done at the Globe Theatre with the Shadow Puppets or anything, like, really, really dramatic, but I, I'm definitely, um, I've played around with, in terms of, like, techniques and, like, actual, um, like, nuts and bolts kind of stuff, um, one thing that's like interested me a little bit. I'm not really sure if I'd ever get around to using it, but um, have you heard of like the software package like Blender, like for 3D modeling? 
<laughs> no, it's like well, it's like there's a bit of a a semi a semi meme in the art community that like learning Blender, it's this very very it's a free very very powerful three D modeling tool and like and also has two um, D animation capabilities. It's meant to be the art equivalent of like I'm gonna go to the gym every morning. Is I'm gonna learn Blender because like it's such a like I, I've seen people. Um, there's really good animators on YouTube who are some of my biggest inspirations in my work, like Worthy Kids or um, stuff like Only Plays or like who use that professionally. And just some of the stuff you can do on like small teams just absolutely blows me away. And if I wanted to like get serious about like doing you know proper animating, that would be something I definitely want to have a look at. But whether with my track record though because i've like it's one of those programs well because it's free you'll download it and then get scared after like a minute and then just go right this scares me i'm never touching this ever again it's just like so maybe experimenting with bits in 3d or maybe or maybe even like i've seen some artist uh, chip flake is another one who's very good uh uh, he's a, a trans youtuber who i think he's from the uk but he lives in germany and he used to i think he uses a computer these days but he would actually draw individual frames in like coloured pencils, which is disgusting. I don't like it's it absolutely. It's just like he, like there's a thing he showed where it's like, oh yeah, you know, here's like um one of my cartoons that you know like, and here's like all the pencils I went through. I'm just like, this is that that's like I'm looking where I'm like I'm whinging like oh, I had to draw on my drawing tablet where I can just like control Z, you know, like when I make yeah. a mistake. It's just. And also, like, just, like, to make it even worse, like, his style of cartoon, like, it's, his art style is really, really charming as well, and, like, I, I can, I can get, like, one-fifth of that <laughs> on, like, actual, like, uh, modern technology, it's just, like, some, some artists, like, if I could do something like that, it'd be interesting, but, like, I'm, I'm open to experimentation, but, like, I can't imagine the actual, not to bolts will change too much, but it's, honestly, at this stage, who knows, it's gonna take me a few years to get through the project anyway, so I'm not, uh, not committing to anything just yet <laughs> so, oh, <bless> you. so. <laughs> and um when you start your master's program will that be connected to anything that we're talking about here or is this a bit of a new direction for uh, you well it, it's still so obviously it's still chemistry but the my actual research work i've debated um so like I, i've done like very very sparingly like you know individual little little videos like on the side or like um that aren't related to like the main project which is the periodic table uh my research uh, at the risk you can feel free to edit this out because it's just like <laughs> it's pretty long-winded it's in an area of computational chemistry called density functional theory which without all the jargon is just using uh like theoretical physics basically um to predict how chemical reactions are going to go uh, specifically, I'll be doing. Uh, I was spending a year to investigate properties of catalysts, um, which are used in um, renewable, like like well, renewable biomass. Which, if it goes well, it'll be really good. You know, it's it's it, it's not like th- there's a bit of a like a stereotype with a lot of chemistry that you're just kind of like it's butterfly collecting. Like you're just doing arbitrary like, oh, here's a, a list of five hundred chemicals that we want to want to study that no one will ever use and only exist like like only about three people actually care about and it's like it's luckily not that um like not that abstract it actually does have some good applications like it could be oh this could actually uh, be used for green energy or you know like stuff to move people away from fossil fuels which would be good um but in terms of like like being connected to my youtube channel it's a bit it's quite 
high level and it, it's a bit tricky to to kind of break it down without just like people's eyes just glazing over into tv static it's just like and even like oh, like i have to like read uh you know research journals and reviews like to stay on top of you know prepping for going away and a lot of it it's like it's not impossible to make it like you know, a nice snappy image, but it's like it'd be a bit tricky. And also, like if my project advisor saw it and said, "Like, oh, I saw your video. You got like half of it wrong." <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, so, so maybe like I might like do something related more um, directly to it in the meantime. But for the meantime, um, this is it, it's more separate from my uh, from my art side. Um, yeah. But either way. Good on you. It sounds like you've got a, two big plates spinning there. Uh, yes. Well done, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, year, and so. for anyone who wants to be able to check out these videos, where do we go? Where can we follow you and keep up to date with things as they come through? Sure. So my YouTube channel is just Tate Facts, all one word. Um, so there's, if you see um, a little icon of like a blue background and then a guy with big eyebrows and a bald head holding a coffee mug, that's me. Um, I'm on Instagram, so MQTateArt, and then on Twitter, that is MQTate1. Um, I post like about every two weeks, usually on Wednesdays, try and get new animations up. Um, just keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be decent. <laughs> <laughs> I like that would be fun. Um, but yeah, just um, like every every you count every subscription, you know, we're we're, we're nudging two hundred now, which would be like if we can get it anywhere higher, it would be absolutely fantastic. So any support would be absolutely mean the world to me. So, so wonderful well thank you for making thank you for making the periodic table so much more accessible for us and uh, <laughs> yeah, and user friendly um yeah we cool. look forward to see what's coming next um thanks very much for joining us Great, pleasure. Thank thank you. and that's all we have time for this evening but join me again next week when we'll be speaking to local author robert cowley about his very special series of books and how do you solve a problem like a choir wrangler jibby community center are hoping you have the answer so, till next Wednesday at 6 o'clock, have a lovely creative week. Slen you.